Hi, I'm Emily. Hi, I'm Nicole. And this is Yes Dude, the show about shit we like. Hello, hello. Hello, Nicole. How are you, Em? I'm full. How are you? (laughs) I am about to be full of this beer I'm drinking. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, What did you have to eat? Bread and salad. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Stefan made a... Is it farfalla? Farfalla. Pasta? Yes. Yep. The bow tie. Uh, the bow tie pasta mm-hmm. with some Kalamata olives and some, not oven roasted, sun-dried. Sun-dried tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> and a little bit of harissa, some Parmesan, salt and pepper, and some shrimpies. And they were real good. Nice. Yes. So I had that for dinner. But that was earlier. And I'm not full, but I'm about to be full after I drink this beer. <laughs> yeah. You drinking anything yummy tonight? Water. Not a girl. Goals. I thought about grabbing water, but then I was like, you know what? Sunday evening, I'm gonna have a cheap beer. So I am. It's mostly that I don't have anything else to drink either. <laughs> I had a diet Dr Pepper that I got at the store after work, but because mostly because I needed something to take the ibuprofen. I also bought. I got to work and I was like, okay, I need ibuprofen, and then I forgot that I hadn't bought any more since the, I ran out, and then you sent me some like Motrin or whatever, but those are here in my drawer because they're gel caps and I don't want them to melt in my car. And that is a very high probability thing of happening in Arizona. Mm -hmm. Yes. (laughs) Which meant that I did not have ibuprofen the whole time at work. I was like, this sucks. (laughs) I need it. Yeah. I had to suffer for three hours (laughs) till I could buy ibuprofen and then wait for it to kick in. Which is like another hour. Mm -hmm. Depending on whether or not you've eaten that day. Yeah. Sometimes it kicks in quicker. How's your closet? Nicole's recording from a closet. <laughs> I am. Hopefully my sound is better this week. Um, I'm recording from my big walk-in that I now have because we moved. It's nice. It's quiet. I like it. It's cozy. I brought in my <laughs> my chair. <laughs> and I have parted the sea of clothes in front of me and I'm using the dresser as my desk. Nice. The only problem is, is because it's a dresser, there's no place to like insert my legs. Yeah. You just have so to I'm, sit like, far back. Three feet back from the mic and my laptop, but I guess not three feet, maybe like two, but still. <laughs> yeah. That's why I sit on the floor with my legs under the table, because otherwise I would be on the couch and I would be far away from the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's nice. It's cozy. I like it. That's good. Yeah. I was real productive today. Speaking of moving things, I unloaded three boxes of clothes, folded, hung them up and put them away, and then I did... My shoes, I put them all in my shoe rack, which is out near the front door in the closet, the coat closet. And then I hung some of my coats up in the coat closet and then moved my fancy, like, formal dresses into the extra bedroom closet. So I'm like, you know what? Good job, self. (laughs) That is a lot. And I cooked breakfast this morning. Nice. Yeah. After we finished up with yoga, I... Yeah, we did yoga this morning. We did. I forgot about that. (laughs) I kind of liked it, actually. It was, like, nice. Yeah, I like doing it in the morning. We just can't do it. Most days. No. <laughs> Stupid corporate America and us having to have jobs. Where was I going with it? Oh, uh, yeah. After we were done with yoga, I was like starving. It's like, I'm gonna make myself a bagel. And Stefan from the bedroom goes, we have salmon. <laughs> we bought smoked salmon last night to put as part of the charcuterie board of my mom's house. We put together a big charcuterie board for my sister. We had a little salmon left, so we brought the stuff we had left over home. And he's like, should put the smoked salmon on it. I'm like, do you want one? And he's like, Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I ended up making breakfast for both of us, <laughs> which is fine. Yeah. 
So we, uh, we had a bagel with cream cheese. And then he used the Imperfect Everything seasoning. I love that shit, by the way. <laughs> so good. <laughs> and then sprinkled some smoked salmon on it and then made some scrambled eggs and had those on the side. Mm. Except for my pan is losing its nonstick and the egg stuck. <laughs> Even with oil. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah. I've never cooked my eggs with, like, oil or anything. No? Nobody taught me to do it that way until, like, high school and Jacob said something. I was like, what? (laughs) Why? It's an egg. You just put it in the pan and then it cooks and then you flip it over. (laughs) It's better for you that way. Less calories, less fat. But it just never occurred to me to put anything else in the pan other than egg (laughs) and probably some cheese. Cheese got oil in it. Should help it not stick. Did you have nonstick growing up? I don't think so. I don't know. They didn't have like a Teflon coating. They were just like oh, silver okay. pans. Oh, interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. We had two uh, nonstick pans, a big one and a small one, and my mom would not let us use it because she didn't want us to scratch it. <laughs> so yeah. I mean, we might have had like one or two nonstick pans that were not part of the set. But for the most part, they were just silver pan. Basic. I like it. I also don't think that my mom ever cooked my... Like, my mom goes through, like, phases of food. So in elementary school, for, like, a year, I had an, a cheese omelet every breakfast. Because she was convinced, especially on a test day, that it would help my brain. And I'm like, I don't think that that's true. But whatever. <laughs> I hate omelets <laughs> now. <laughs> they were always, like brown on the outside. I don't think there was ever, like, oil or butter involved. I think it was just the egg and cheese. Oh, interesting. Yeah. We definitely used... My mom used butter, and then I watched my grandpa cook them, and he always just used a little bit of oil. I'm like, oil doesn't burn as easily as butter does, so... Mm -hmm. I'll use that instead. There's a whole list of olive oils that you can find out there on the internet. Pro tip. That is not pure olive oil. Really? Yes, like Pompeian was one of them. They're like, I don't know, some some company did a test on all of them. And turns out a lot of them are not actually just olive oil. Actually, I think Stephanie may have told me that a couple of years ago, but I don't think I, I remembered any of them. Yeah, I know Pompeian is one of them because that's the one I always get because it's usually one of the cheaper ones. And I don't super, I don't have like an allergy to anything, so it doesn't really right. matter to me. As long as it works. That's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I don't really care if it's part canola oil or whatever. Right. Just as long as my shit doesn't stick to the pan, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Unlike honey. Don't buy mass-produced honey. Buy local. Always buy local with honey, for sure. Yeah. I buy have... local if possible anyways, but... Yes, obviously. But specifically, have you watched... You should watch Rotten on Netflix. Shout out to my brother. We watched it until like 3 a.m. one day when I was there. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, because he didn't believe me that there was a bee heist. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not making that up. <laughs> there was a, there was a bee heist. Really? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch it. Okay. Yeah. It's a whole thing. It starts off with like, hey, turns out that a lot of the honey we get in like the bears and whatever on your like next to the peanut butter or whatever shelf it's on. It comes from Asian countries. And a lot of that is cut with just like corn syrup and stuff. It's not pure honey at all interesting yes and also there are embargoes on because of that (laughs) they're not allowed to import it so they send it like through different countries so that they can still sell their product it's a whole thing but buy local (laughs) is the gist of it 
Also buy local because it will probably help with your allergies if you have any. Yes, especially with honey because of all the pollen. If you're mm-hmm. also, if you have like a dog with allergies, give them a little bit of local honey. So it has the same stuff in it. I didn't even think about that. Mm-hmm. It also works with Genius. dogs. <laughs> <laughs> but I have some in my cabinet. I think it, I don't, I think it just says desert honey on it. There were different ones, but I'm like, I don't want like orange or whatever other ones. I just want some plain old honey. Right. It tastes so different fancy. from just like a bear honey, though. I do notice that like natural local honey is very different than what you would get. Yeah, in this bear. one's I, like I don't know. I have that. What? What? I was gonna say I don't know that I've had bear honey in like fifteen years. Yeah, a really long time. My mom yeah. has just bought local honey from like the farmers market or whatever, or got it uh, from friends who like did it. We switched to like the at Winco. They have like a creamed honey. In the little, like, white plastic container that we always got. Yeah. What's a creamed honey, though? That is a question that I have looked up the answer to and I cannot remember anymore. <laughs> <laughs> have to uh, mark that one down for a... Google. <laughs> break room. Yeah. Follow-up session. Yeah, but I have honey in my cabinet right now. And I just, like, opened it to taste it. And it's, like, almost gritty. <laughs> it's, like, thick. Yes. Natural local honey does tend to, like, crystallize in sugar. Like, yeah. the sugar in it tends to crystallize, so... Because it's not half corn syrup. Yeah, because it's actually the real thing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it is much thicker than the thin bear honey. Now I want to watch that show. Mm-hmm. It's, it's called good. Rotten. It's called Rotten. The first episode is about honey. And then there's other ones about, like, food allergies. And those are the only two I can remember right now. <laughs> it's a docu-series. <laughs> okay. My favorite kind of Netflix shows. Yeah. It was good. Do I go first, or do you this week? You do. Okay. We're going greasy this week. You'll understand why when I tell you both my topics, but we're going real greasy. So my first topic is casino games. Oh, okay. Not like food greasy. (laughs) Not yet. (laughs) So I'm not sure if it's different elsewhere. I know other places have casinos and gambling halls, but just for by the off chance people don't know what a casino is, a casino is a place for people to wager or gamble money in a variety of different ways. I know gambling's been a thing all across the world forever, but I don't know that it's necessarily legal everywhere. So wanted to clear that up. So there are three categories of casino games, or three main categories of casino games. Gaming machines, table games, and random number games. And sometimes games can be a combination of the two or three. So gaming machines are slots or video poker type games. They're usually played by one person at a time, and it doesn't require the involvement of a casino employee to play. Pretty easy, simple, walk up to a slot machine, you put your money in, pull the handle or push the button, ding, 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 you're a winner, or wah, wah, you're a loser. Table games are a little more complicated and take a little bit more of an investment as far as effort goes. So table games consist of uh, blackjack, craps, poker, those types of table games. Um, It generally involves one or more players who are competing against the house, which is the casino itself. Sometimes casinos offer other types of gaming, such as poker tournaments, where players play against one another to win a grand prize or part of the prize pool. So you don't necessarily have to win the whole tournament to, to win money or to win a prize, but you have to place usually in the top, like, 15 or 10 or something like that. And then random number games. Uh, so think bingo, kino, roulette. They can be played at a table or through the purchase of paper tickets or cards. Based upon the selection of the random numbers, either from a... Okay, these games are based upon the selection of random numbers, either from a computerized number generator or some sort of other gaming equipment. So roulette is kind of a mix between a table game and a random game, random number game, but we'll get to that later. Most casinos, in fact, all casinos, 
are businesses, right? They have the same business. So there's usually what they call a house edge, which is where things get a little, a little shysty. The term house edge or house advantage uh, refers to the mathematical edge maintained by a casino that ensures that the house or casino will always end up making money. Uh, usually it's given as a percentage and it represents the amount of the wagers players will lose over a long period of time. Generally, when talking about statistics, anything can happen in a short amount of time, but over a long period of time, generally things even out. And that's why standard deviation exists, right? So the things that can affect the house advantage or really kind of determine what the house advantage is, is the rules of the game and then true odds versus the actual payoff odds. So we'll I'll get to that in just a second. So the way the rules of the game kind of define house advantage is rules define everything about the game, right? It all the way down to from how the game is played to what equipment is used to how and when betting can occur during a game. In games like blackjack, the rules can help create a house advantage. Uh, for example, um, when the player and the dealer both bust or go over 21 in blackjack, the player loses. Like there's, you'd think you'd keep your money or win or something because you both busted, but nope, you lose. So <laughs> that's it's kind of one of those, like, once it's really affected by the rules more more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, true odds versus payoff odds. It's oh, There's a lot more complicated description than what I'm going to say. I'm going to go very briefly because it's very mathematical based and I was not about to sit down and figure it all out. But true odds versus payoff odds. Uh, essentially, the casino pays less than the true odds of winning. So uh, in a game like roulette, the true odds are 37 to 1. Um, but the casino pays only 36 to 1. Not super clear on how that works, but I do know that it has to do with standard deviation over time and <laughs> the fact that they don't pay out the true odds. They just pay out the payoff odds. So casinos get to stay in business and we get to go have good nights out on the town. Unless it's not a good night and you lose all your money. It's also not just table games. It's like, you know, you have your player card and that kind of tracks the way you play on machines and stuff. So mm-hmm. that also plays into it a lot. Yeah. Generally, if I'm playing a slot machine, I won't put my card in until I've spun a couple times mm-hmm. just to kind of like see. And if I'm winning, most times I won't put my card in at all. Cause <laughs> yeah, at the here at the casino talking stick, I played there once we went, we stayed after we were at a concert there and they just like, you get your money out and then you put it in the first machine and then it just like prints out a, like a voucher for like your remainder, your remainder, remainder of your cash, yeah, yeah, and you just put that, in, and I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna get a card. <laughs> I don't know how much data is on this piece of paper, but I'm not gonna go get a card so they can keep track of it, <laughs> right? Sometimes if I've like won a lot of money, and it because like you have to press the cash out button on a slot machine, right? Yeah, and it'll print you like the ticket. Sometimes if I've won like two or three hundred bucks, I'll just take it up to the cashier mm-hmm. and get the cash out and then put in just basic money. So that way it doesn't know that I've already won. Yeah. They say that it doesn't track it, but I think that is a lie. Yeah. I'm not sure about the paper. Obviously with the player cards, like that's proven. They, they, they do. It has, it. yeah. Like it has your information and you know, when you tend to stop playing and it knows when, when to give you a little bit of a boost. So you'll stay, but I'm not sure how much of that information is portrayed in the little vouchers that it prints out. Right. I have no idea. Common table games. This is the fun part where we talk about all the cool, fun casino games. <laughs> you have much more experience than me. I do. <laughs> I grew up in a gambling household. I was playing in poker tournaments at the age of 16. So probably yeah. actually younger than that. I was probably like 13 or 14 when I started playing poker in actual tournaments. 
It's definitely early middle school. <laughs> Not at the casinos, obviously. My parents' friends' houses. But nonetheless. Yeah. Gambling at a young age. Some people frown upon it. It is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> I work hard for my money, so I get to spend it how I want. Common table games consist of Baccarat. I, is it Baccarat or Baccarat? Do you I know? I think it's Baccarat. I think you pronounce okay. all the letters. Okay. That one. <laughs> Blackjack, craps, roulette, polder, hold'em. So different types of po- poker. So hold'em, five card draw, Omaha hold'em are the basic common casino ones. And then big six wheel. My favorite table games are the big six wheel, craps, and roulette. So the big six wheel sounds just like what it sounds like, or is just what it sounds like. It is a giant wheel and it is divided into a certain number of equal segments, usually in intervals of $1, $2, $5, $10, and $20 slots. Um, they're divided by little pegs and you spin the wheel and wherever the, or you bet your money on the board on the, the table. So there's like a $1 section, like a $2 section, a $5 section, 10 and 20. So you bet your money there and then they spin the wheel. And if it lands on your number, you win. And the payouts for those, uh, for $1 is usually one to one. So if you bet a dollar, you get a dollar. If you bet, so for like $2, it's two to one. So if you bet a dollar, you get two back, right? Is that how that works? Two to one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then for $5, if you bet a dollar, you get five back, that type of thing. So if you bet 20 bucks on a $5, like, Twenty dollars on, on a five to one. Yeah, yeah, you end up winning twenty five dollars, which is pretty cool. That's a pretty sweet come up. <laughs> um, and then it goes up from there. So ten to one, twenty to one, that type of thing. So in addition to having those numbers on the big wheel, generally there is a joker, one or two like joker slots, and then also one or two casino logos. And usually those pay higher. So like uh, forty to one, that type of thing. Generally it's forty to one. When I was in Vegas with one of my friends in early twenty seventeen. I had never played that game before. And so I was like, oh, I'm going to put $2 down on this. This one right here. She spun the wheel and I won. And it was the casino logo. And I ended up winning like 80 bucks off of a $2 <laughs> bet, which was all good sweet. Yeah, that's a good deal. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to keep my money and go away. Absolutely. <laughs> um, then one of my next favorite table games is craps. It's pretty complicated and I'm not super good at it. Uh, I mainly have just watched Stefan play uh, hours upon hours upon hours. However, I did take a craps lesson in Vegas a couple years ago. So I do like the game. Is that the is that the time? What? Is that the time? What time? The time with the Cortez what and the, the and the mafioso when you left. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. That was a different time. <laughs> okay. We were playing craps at that point. I know. But, <laughs> uh, no, I was watching him play that <laughs> okay. evening. I was not playing myself. So craps is a <laughs> dice game where players wager on the outcome of the roll or series of rolls of a pair of dice. So in order to enter the game, you have to bet pass or don't pass before the player rolls. So pass usually is a lot of people generally play the pass line. Stefan does not like to play the pass line because it's basically going against the roller and the shooter or the roller who is the shooter and a lot of people think that's just really bad luck like he's wiped out tables before because he's bet the don't pass they call it the dark side because essentially you're saying oh i don't think you're gonna roll what you need to roll i think you're gonna crap out before well here's the thing you, the likelihood is more <laughs> that you won't than that you will exactly which is why he plays the don't pass so it's actually smarter but people mm-hmm. get pissed because you're betting against them it's weird but <laughs> don't gamble Right? If you don't like it, don't play. <laughs> right. uh, so you have to bet pass or don't pass uh, before the come out roll. 
uh, which is just the first roll of the rolling series. So if you roll a 2, 3, or 12 on the come out roll, it's called crapping out. Uh, the pass land loses and the don't pass wins. If you roll a 7 or 11 on the come out roll, the pass wins and the don't pass loses. And then the other numbers you can roll uh, on the come out roll are 4, 5, 6, 8, and 9. And those numbers uh, don't do anything other than establish a point on the board. And then you try and roll that number again before you roll a 7. If you roll a 7 before you re-roll your 4, 5, 6, 8, or 9, uh, whatever the point number was, then you crap out and the don't pass loses. However, if you do um, hit one of those 4, 5, 6, 8, 9 numbers before you roll a 7, then the pass wins and the don't pass loses. So there's a lot of other little bets you can play on the board. Uh, it gets really complicated. But that's basically just the kind of like just the game. I like that game because you could bet $5 on the pass line and let it ride the whole time and not bet on anything else for their, the rest of the roll and end up winning at the end. Um, it's There's a lot of different bets you can do. <laughs> but the pass don't pass is the basic one and basically the easiest. If you're listening to this and you didn't get any of that, don't feel bad. I will. I was watching some people in a on a gaming channel play craps, and I watched the whole thing, and I still don't understand, so <laughs> don't, don't worry about it. It took me playing craps on an app for it to, like, click. I watched hours and hours and hours of yeah. stuff and play. Like, we watched videos, and it took me actually playing against a computer to actually for it to, like, click. And it didn't yeah. take the first, like, week it took a while <laughs> yeah well at one point they just kept like okay great we didn't lose i'm gonna put these ones here now and i'm like okay at this point you have chips on every spot like i don't understand what's happening anymore yeah that is because you could literally bet before every roll it's mm -hmm. it's really weird there's it can, you can get yourself in a lot of trouble with that game <laughs> but it's like how do you how do you how do you lose if you have chips on every spot i don't understand <laughs> They would have to roll a seven in order to lose. But they but they also didn't seem to be winning. <laughs> it's like, what are you, what's happening then? Yeah, that's I the, don't know. <laughs> it, it, it's very complicated. <laughs> yeah. I'm not educated enough to uh, speak on that. But I am educated on roulette. Uh, well, that was <laughs> which easy. is my next, my next favorite game. It is. It's one of the simpler games. Yeah. Uh, you got two choices, basically. Essentially. So roulette is a combination of a table game and a random number game. So as I mentioned at the beginning, games can be just one of the three main categories or a combination. In roulette, it's a combination. So for roulette, players place bets on a single number, various groupings of numbers, red versus black, odd versus even. You can bet whether the number is going to be high, 19 through 36, or it's going to be low, 1 through 18. So they're all just like the different bets you could place. A casino employee spins a wheel in one direction and then spins the ball in the opposite direction. The ball eventually will lose momentum and fall into a specified number slot. I think it's one through 36, I think. And then there's, uh, in America, there's a zero and double zero. I know that roulette boards are different in different parts of the world. But in America, we have 38 slots. One through 36, zero, double zero. Uh, winnings are paid to anyone with a successful bet. So if you bet that it was going to be red and it rolled red, then you win. It's it's literally that simple, <laughs> which is why I like it. You don't have to have a lot of skill. You just go with what you're feeling and you win or you lose. That's my favorite. That's pretty much my go-to game is roulette just because it's easy. Although because it's easy, it makes it popular. So it's kind of hard to get a spot at a table sometimes. Yeah. So, and your chances of winning roulette are not that high, which is why I like to play like the odd versus the even because those just pay one to one, but your chances of winning are essentially 50-50. Yeah. 
a little less because zero and double zero are green numbers and those don't count the red versus black. But essentially, you're right about that 50-50 mark. And then my other favorite type of casino game, which we've kind of already talked about, is slots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and your chances of winning on those are not good. <laughs> yeah, no, they're pretty negligible. <laughs> yeah, they're not not good, but they are fun. And sometimes you do win. So that's what we call it gambling, right? Sometimes you win. Most times you lose. You gotta know when to hold them. You gotta know when to order when to another drink. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. <laughs> Is he alive? Is that George Strait? No. No. It's either Kenny Loggins or Kenny Rogers. And I don't know which one it is. George Strait was ace in the hole. I'm going to look this up because now I'm Kenny Rogers. And mm-hmm. the song is called The Gambler. Yeah. Kenny Loggins is something else. He is a singer, though. Mm-hmm. I do know that much. Uh, slot machines. They are virtual uh, digital games displayed on a screen with reels that spin when the game is activated. So you put your money in, you press the button, the reels spin. The reels uh, spin and stop in a certain pattern, you win. If they stop in a pattern that is not a pay line, then you lose. It's probably the game that has changed the most over time. Just it is. based on there's no other human interaction. So it's just you and the thing. And now that it's digital, it's, you know, it used to not be. You used to pull the yeah. lever and the things actually spun inside. They did. The things would spin on the inside and it would actually spit out real coins. Yep. <laughs> now you just press buttons, touch a screen, and it spits out paper at the end. Yay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> There are probably some places in Vegas where you can still play an old machine like that. There are. I think Cortez has a small section of coin machines still. Yeah. I think it's in the back. Of of all of the casinos in Vegas, it's probably going to be the Cortez. <laughs> yeah. I'm almost certain they still have coins. Or they did up until a few years ago, at least. So with slots, the more you bet, the more pay lines you open up for yourself. So the higher the bet, you're going to Like, if you place max bet... You're going to be playing all the pay lines. So your chances of winning are higher. So the less you bet, your pay lines that you're playing are less. So even if you hit a winning line that doesn't fall in a pay line, you still lose. Um, So when people say uh, hit max bet, it's usually because that's because you're going to have the most chances to win. Mm. And the more you pay, the bigger your, your winnings are. And then my favorite random number game. Pretty damn classic. Bingo. I love bingo. So much. I'm bingo on my phone. <laughs> it was like a rite of passage in my household. When you turned 12, you got to go to the bingo hall. <laughs> that no longer exists, by the way. Uh, yeah. It was not a casino. It was just a straight up bingo hall on Industrial mm-hmm. Way. <laughs> but bingo is played. It's a five by five card. So you have 25 spots. Uh, the middle is a free one. So the first column is letter B. And those are 1 through 15, numbered 1 through 15. So you have five of the numbers of 1 through 15 on that column. And then the next row or the next column is I, so 16 through 30. And in the next column is 31 through 35. G is 46 through 60. 31 through 45. Yeah, that's what I said. You said 35. (laughs) I'm like, that's only five numbers. (laughs) No. Uh, N is 31 through 45 and G is 46 through 60. And then O is 61 through 75. So five numbers in each column. There are five rows for a total of... 25 slots. Uh, except for N, you will only get four of the numbers because of the free space and where that lies. How that's played is there are balls in a cage and usually there's a collar. They'll spin the balls in a cage or there will be like an air ball machine with ping pong balls and the numbers on the balls. Like the lottery. Yes. And they will plop out onto like a little holder. The collar will grab the ball, say the number, put it on this like in front of this camera, displays it into the whole lobby. So you dot your card if you got the number and five in a row, either 
vertical, diagonal, up and down. That's vertical. Vertical, horizontal, horizontal, diagonal. That's it. And then other formations, depending on the game. Other variations can include uh, four in a block, which is called a postage stamp, uh, four corners, and then blackout. You can do X's and basically any sort of pattern you want to make up. Yeah. Sometimes S's. Yes. Across. Yeah. Those are just some of my favorite casino games, and I'm really missing Vegas. (laughs) So I decided to go a little... Well, on the greasier side tonight and talk about casino games and then my next topic, which we'll discuss in a few minutes. What's the other place? What's the big, the big gambling place in, is it in Asia? Does it start with an M? A gambling place? Like a location? Like a city that you go to gamble in. (laughs) It's not Monaco and it's not Dubai, but it makes me think of Dubai. Macau. Somehow I magically turned to the right place in this (laughs) this book where they're there (laughs) (laughs) you are a champ i don't actually know where is that i don't know because they were somewhere else clearly you don't know really what i was gonna say would you ever go somewhere like macau i mean maybe if i was in the area probably yeah like if i was in asia i'd probably make a pit stop somewhere specific for that yeah i only do slots and i always end up uh, doubling my money and then i i'm out time to go (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's a smart way to play if i win i usually like i said take it to the cashier and then i'll rebet my original bet so i usually usually start with like a hundred dollars sometimes two but usually just a hundred because i don't want to lose any more than that i work hard for my money <laughs> mm-hmm. and then i'll take the 100 out and then put or put the 100 back in and then keep whatever I, my profits are that way i know i'm not really out anything and i still come away with winnings so yeah yeah i don't i've only really gambled when we went with your mom Mm, mm -hmm. and then when kelsey and i went after the foreigner show but we didn't really gamble in vegas Mm -mm. and the last time i was in vegas i was only 18 so i couldn't (laughs) (laughs) i would have gambled in vegas if i had my damn debit card money (laughs) (laughs) or my fucking id or anything really yeah we'll have to go back yes or atlantic city or also, I was going to say New Orleans, but, like, you can go to a Harris casino anyway. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. it's just a Harris. <laughs> it's not just like, a Harris. you know, Bourbon Street is not the strip. It's not, like, casinos all over. No. I think it'd still be fun to, like, say I gambled in NOLA, though. Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't go there for the gambling. Oh, no. But if I was there, I would hit the casino. I'd make it part of my experience. Mm-hmm. But not the reason I go. Yeah. I will say that gambling can be addictive. So if you or someone you know uh, has a gambling addiction, there is a helpline you can call. I don't know what that is. (laughs) (laughs) I'll put it in the notes for you. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, But I do know that there is a helpline and they can get you help. Uh, So if you've gone as far as betting your mortgage payment, that'd probably be a good good number for you to call. So um, because winning obviously releases serotonin in your body, it's like a mini high and that can get addicting. Just like anything that produces... cash out when i double my money (laughs) at a girl um but yeah so don't get yourself in trouble be smart about it but also have fun that's really what it's about that's what gambling is it's meant to be have to have fun when you start taking it too seriously it doesn't become fun anymore and then that's when you get yourself into trouble so keep it fun keep it light keep it safe you'll have a good time all right what you got em okay let's head back over to macau (laughs) (laughs) because i have the most efficient form of eating utensil the chopstick. 
Yes! <laughs> okay, but before I say this, I do need to look up where Macau is because I know that it's not what I'm talking about. So hold on just a sec. Macau. Oh, okay. Okay. Where is it? I didn't need to look it up. Let's head back on over to Macau because it's part of China. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I did not I... know that for sure. But I didn't want to say that and then it not be anywhere near China and be like, oh, okay, cool. I, yeah, I had a feeling that it was either, like, in China or one of the, like, small, tiny island countries, like, right off the coast. Yeah, I wasn't quite sure. But it is part of the People's Republic of China. Now we know. Yeah. So chopsticks originated in China and spread outward to other Asian countries and then more globally as Chinese people emigrated to other countries and then sailors and white people. You know how it goes. <laughs> yep. There is a... Han Dynasty historian who said that chopsticks, which is the English word for them, that's not what they're actually called. We basically call them that because of racism. Mm -hmm. But he said that chopsticks were known before the Shang Dynasty, which was 1766 to 1122 BCE, which is a long time ago. Is a long time ago. But... There also has not been any evidence towards to support that. <laughs> like, nobody's mm. ever found chopsticks that old. So the only thing that there is is his word. The oldest physical evidence that we have uh, was a pair of six or six pairs. I'm not sure if it was six sticks or six pairs. <laughs> but they were bronze. And they were from 1200 BCE. Which, to the historian's credit, does fall in that Shang Dynasty period. Mm-hmm. So he could have meant before the end of the Shang Dynasty, I guess, in theory, because there was another, what, like 78 years in there. So, so he's not totally wrong. Like, I'm not going to say he's wrong at all, because, well, I don't know what he meant. <laughs> I just don't know if he meant before the Shang Dynasty started or before it ended, because 1200, it is during the Shang Dynasty. Chopsticks are the superior eating utensil and also kitchen utensil. You ever whisked with chopsticks? I have not. You should. I feel like I should beat my eggs with that. Like, yeah, man. Mix it up real good. Yeah, they're great. Chopsticks are so good. Spoons, trash. Everything falls off a spoon. You never mm-hmm. know what kind of spoon you're going to get. If it's too deep, how are you supposed to eat that? If it's too shallow, you can't get anything on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Forks. You can never stab correctly with a fork. If you have noodles, it like slips out from under. Or if you have salad, you can't get all the way through that. If you have chopsticks, you have two sides. You just, you got, you got, you got extra fingers. (laughs) You got extra fingers. They do all the work and they hold your stuff together. You don't have to stab anything. Don't stab things with chopsticks. That was frowned upon. Don't stab things with chopsticks. (laughs) No. Especially sushi. Don't stab sushi. Yeah. Or anything that's frowned upon. They make chopsticks if you need help using chopsticks. (laughs) But don't stab with it. They do. They have a little thing you put at the end and a little pinch of, like, hold them there and all you gotta do is just pinch them. You, they do have that. They have many different kinds of, like, chopstick, like, s- Helpers. specialty chopsticks, I guess. Like, some of them are, like, curved so that you don't have to, like, do the weights. Yeah. There are lots of different kinds. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Also, the things that hold the chopsticks together that you, like, slide on the end, not just for mm-hmm. children. Adults have dexterity issues. Stop being ableist. They definitely do. I, uh, for some reason, I think that I was five when my brother taught me how to use chopsticks. I don't know where I got that age. And I don't know 
where we would have been that we had chopsticks because my family didn't do like Asian food that often. Interesting. So you think you were five, but don't really know. <laughs> well, I think that I was five. In my mind, I was five and we were at, I don't know what the, like the center is called, but wherever the Tinseltown movie theater was, like that shopping area. I don't know why that's my recollection of it. <laughs> <laughs> Left an impact on you though. That's for sure. Or I made it up. Also very possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so I've just like always known how to use chopsticks. I have not. Yeah. <laughs> I did not learn well into my, until I was like 22, I think. Yeah. I learned just before Steph and I started dating because that's when I started eating sushi. I just like using chopsticks. I have several pairs of chopsticks. I do now. I eat them. Or if I'm going to like an Asian restaurant where I'm getting Asian food, it's always mm-hmm. chopsticks. You don't it's just have fork. to... Dude, I'm telling you, replace all your forks. <laughs> okay, so yesterday, I went into work on my day off, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to be there an hour earlier than I thought that I was going to be there, so I'll just stop and get, like, a prepackaged salad at the grocery store on my way in. And I could not remember if this was the kind that had the little fork in it or not, and I couldn't see mm. a fork in there, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to grab an extra fork just to be safe. But I also couldn't find any forks. All I could find was, like, spoons for, like, the soup and the yogurt and stuff. And I'm like, okay, well, this sucks. So I, like, go over towards the deli. And she's like, oh, can I help you? I'm like, yeah, do you have, like, a fork for my salad? <laughs> Made the motion because it was loud. <laughs> like, yeah, you have a fork. And she looks, she's like, I actually don't have any up here right now. But if you wait just a minute, I can go grab one. And I'm like, you know what? It's fine. The sushi's right here. I'll just grab some chopsticks. And I'll tell you what. It's so much easier to eat a salad with chopsticks. You can mix that it and it doesn't me. like flip all over the place <laughs> because you have the little tongs and you don't have to worry about trying to stab through your flat lettuce because it, there's nothing on the other side to like <laughs> hold, hold it up it. off the plastic. You just pick up your little lettuce and put it in your face. Chopsticks Genius. are the best. Eat they all really your food are. with chopsticks. <laughs> the only reason I say that I only use them when I eat Asian food is because I don't actually have any good pairs. <laughs> That's always just like the mm-hmm. wooden ones left over from Asian restaurants. So, yeah, yes. you'll have to invest in some nice ones. I just have my bamboo. Well, okay. Did you get me all of the chopsticks I own? Very possibly. Because there was the pair that all of my chopsticks are bamboo, which is why I think that you got all of them for me. There was the pair that came in the bowl and then you got me the pack. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So all of my chopsticks came from Nicole. <laughs> and they're great. <laughs> I'm glad you like them. Best gift. Yes. Chopsticks are the best. And do you like... Do you like chopsticks? Also, readers like myself love chopsticks. You can eat Cheetos with chopsticks and not get Cheeto fingers on your books. Genius. Yeah. <laughs> Did not even think of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have lots of problems in our reigning lives. <laughs> and most of them revolve around snacks. <laughs> right. What kind of snacks can you put in a cup so that you don't get chocolate fingers on your books? Anything small? Popcorn? M&M's? It's got to be small enough for, like, a mouth. Like, a you know, a right, bite. To, like, slip in your mouth? Yeah. yeah. Also not too wet, because gross. <laughs> right? <laughs> I have found that holding chopsticks, like, towards the end definitely gives you, like, more leverage and more grip. Mm-hmm. When I first started using them, I, like, held them towards the middle, and, like, they wouldn't go very far, and so I'd always get, like, frustrated, and, like, they'd flick weirdly. Yeah. And <laughs> so, now that I know how to properly use them at the end, it's life is much easier. Yeah. Yeah, it feels a little bit... Yeah, I get that. Because, like, you would never hold a, like, a fork all the way at, like, the end of it. 
Yeah, but or also, like a pen or... Yeah, but you have to have... Don't... There has to be enough room in your, like, the leverage part of your hand. In order for it to, like, actually be able to pick something up. Yeah. Once that was explained to me, I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. There are also different kinds of chopsticks. Like, uh, Japan has, like, extra long, like, 11-inch cooking chopsticks that are usually bamboo handled, but metal tips because, or at least, okay, so for regular cooking, they're just, like, bamboo. Mm -hmm. But for, if you're, like, deep frying, you have to have the metal tips because the bamboo, once you get them all greasy and oiled up they just kind of like stay that way so you Mm -hmm. have to have the metal tips but the metal would get hot so it's a duel (laughs) interesting yeah that makes sense though Mm -hmm. bamboo definitely does soak up grease so yeah i want to get now i want sushi (laughs) (laughs) my turn yes all right em the day has come we talked about taco bell real greasy this week casino games and taco bell we're talking i think you said we talked about taco bell i'm like we absolutely did not talk about taco bell (laughs) But we about to. <laughs> we are right now. Okay, good. We are right now. So, Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. Love boss. <laughs> so good. Uh, Taco Bell uh, is an American-based chain of fast food restaurants, which serves a variety of Mexican-inspired foods. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily Mexican food, because it is not Mexican food, uh, but it is Mexican-inspired food. So, a uh, little bit of history. Uh, Taco Bell was officially founded in 1962 by Glenn Bell. Glenn Bell owned a hot dog stand in San Bernardino County in 1948, and that was stationed across the street from a Mexican restaurant called Mitla Cafe, Mitla, Mitla Cafe, and which became famous for its hard shell tacos. Bell watched the long lines of customers leading up into the store, and he's like, well, I want a piece of that. So he tried to recreate the recipe on his own. Obviously, he's a hot dog owner. The owners of the Mexican restaurant allowed him to see how the tacos were made, and he had took what he learned and opened up a taco stand um, in 1951. He went through several name changes, uh, such as Taco Tia, El Taco, before settling on Taco Bell. The first franchise opened in 1964 in Torrance, California, and in 1967, the 100th franchise opened in Anaheim, California. So in a period of three years, there were 100 locations (laughs) or franchises. In 1968, the first franchise east of the Mississippi River opened in Springfield, Ohio. Original Taco Bells were walk-up windows only with no indoor seating or drive through service, which is pretty much opposite of what it is now. <laughs> I don't know what the Mississippi River is. Uh, Mississippi is, I think... Well, it seems like it's straight up and down right in the center. <laughs> it's not. Ohio is east. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is... It flows from the Great Lakes down kind of that direction. But I don't think that it, like, cuts America or the U.S. in half. I well, think it doesn't, because that would it would have to start in Texas. <laughs> yes. In 1978, uh, PepsiCo purchased Taco Bell from Glen Bell and went on to acquire Santiago, which was a Minneapolis-based Mexican chain, in 1986. Many of those locations were turned into Taco Bells, uh, and then the Santiago ones all died out kind of shortly thereafter. In 1991, Taco Bell opened its first Taco Bell Express location in San Francisco. So Taco Bell Express locations are operated inside convenience stores, truck stops, airports, malls, those types of things. As of 2018, Taco Bell had over 7,000 restaurants and served over 2 billion customers each year. 93% of the 7,000 restaurants uh, are independently owned and operated franchises. So I think that's pretty cool. Outside the U.S., Taco Bell has locations in... China, India, 
Indonesia, which just opened in December of 2020. Malaysia, which is actually opening the first week of April 2021. Cyprus, Finland, Iceland, South Korea, Sri Lanka, the Netherlands, Romania, Spain, UK, Kuwait, Australia, New Zealand, Chile, the Dominican Republic, Aruba, Costa Rica, Ecuador, Panama, and Portugal. Taco Bell had locations but have since closed in Singapore, Greece, Poland, Russia, and Colombia. All of those ones have closed for various different reasons. I did not know this, but Taco Bell has a merch line where you can buy clothing, accessories off of their website directly. Yeah, they uh, do. Those, I did not know that. I did not know that until I was looking this up. They sell hats, eyewear, jewelry, pins, patches, bags, backpacks, office supplies, and home items, including pillows, blankets, and drinkware. Probably also more items, but that's just kind of what I was able to to see on the site. Mm. So now we know about the history. Let's talk about the good shit. Let's talk about their menu. Oh, are we not? We're not talking about Taco Bell Hotel? I forgot that was a thing, actually. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> I mean, I don't have, like, a lot of information because I wasn't there. Me either. But that was a thing for a little while, right? Like, a brief period? Well, it was, like, an influencer thing in Palm Springs. They set up for, like, two weekends or something and then invited a bunch of influencers there <laughs> to be like, hey, go to Taco Bell. Seemed like a good time, though. I'm sure that it was. <laughs> Influencers have a lot of power these days, and uh, Taco Bell clearly knows how to reach its market. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> In general, with their, like, branding and design and everything, it always just seems super fun. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me that they would hold that type of thing. But let's talk about the menu, because I'm excited about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Taco Bell basically has several different categories. Are we addressing potato we are okay we are so some of the like the main categories are tacos burritos nachos quesadillas and specialty items they also have a sweets category and a drinks category and their like their power menu yes. or whatever and... they have their like power bowl menu yeah and then they also have a vegetarian menu and a breakfast menu so uh in the tacos category they have chalupas crunchy tacos and then they have a crunchy taco which is actually just made out of basically Dorito, which is like a corn chip tortilla. It's the Doritos with... Lotus Taco. Why are you saying it like nobody knows that? I'm going to. I was going to say, Doritos Lotus Tacos are my fave. Okay. You just started describing it. I'm like, oh, they have more than one crunchy taco. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'd be disappointed if I got a regular crunchy taco and I wanted a Doritos Lotus one. They're very different. Well, yeah, one is a Dorito. <laughs> like, one is like definitely a Dorito, like thin tortilla chip. The other crunchy is like crunchy hard shell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hard shell. Burritos. Uh, obviously, they have lots of different burritos uh, combinations. I don't think either of us are denying either, by the way, that Taco Bell is basically the same seven ingredients layered in different <laughs> in different orders. It absolutely but is. it's so good. <laughs> it is so good, especially at like one in the morning when you're just like tired and don't want to cook and you're like, ah, what's the fuck a Taco Bell? Sometimes I just crave it, actually. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even have to be one in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Um, nachos, we all know what nachos are. They do various quesadillas. Some of their specialty items include cheesy fiesta potatoes, which were sadly taken off the menu in late 2020. Not just those. All of the potatoes. Yes. However, the cheesy fiesta potatoes are back on the menu. As should all of the other potato things, because they put out a press release in like February saying, hey, if y'all are good, maybe we'll bring it back in March. (laughs) Well, they brought the Fiesta Potatoes back, so it wasn't total lie. Mm-hmm. Um, Crunchwrap Supremes, 
or not, sorry, not crunch wraps, Prames, just crunch wraps. Uh, and when I was looking on their menu, they have a black bean crunch wrap, which I think I'm going to get next time because that sounds damn delicious. I just get it with the refried beans. I just get it normally, however it comes, but I want the black beans in it. Yeah. I've never tried it that one. Me either. I didn't know it existed until just now. And then they have their power bowls. Yeah. I mean, as long as they have had black beans, here's a vegetarian vegan tip for you that I have learned since I stopped eating meat almost 14 years ago. (laughs) You can just fucking substitute anything at Taco Bell. If there's meat on it, just ask for beans instead. So as long as they have had black beans, it has been a possibility. You just had to know to substitute it. Yeah. I just didn't know that they even had black beans. Yeah. They brought those on with the, like the power menu. Okay. Or their fresco, I think fresco is what it used to be called. I don't know if that's still what it is, but it's the same thing. Their sweets include the little cinnamon twists. Which is a fake churro. (laughs) It took me way too long to figure out what that was supposed to be like inspired by. I'm like, what the fuck are they? And I was like, oh, it's a churro. Duh. They also have what they call Cinnabon Delights, which is like... Mm-hmm. It's like a donut hole. Cin- yeah, essentially like an icing stuffed cinnamon flavored donut hole. Mm-hmm. Didn't know those existed either until I looked on their menu today. Well, it started out as something else. Like something fruity. Like not fruity pebbles, but it was it was like red, I think. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Did it ha- was it like raspberry filled or strawberry filled or something? Or? No, the filling was still white, but the dough was oh. it was like fruity flavor or something. I don't remember what it was. Huh. I'm sure the cinnamon tastes a lot better. Mm-hmm. Uh, their drink menu is extensive. So they have sodas, but I think they're famous for their Baja Blast. Yes, they are. <laughs> they absolutely are. Um, and then I actually really like their freezes. They're, they have like a strawberry lemonade freeze and like a mango strawberry freeze. It is damn delicious. Those are so good. <laughs> they have other flavors too, but that one's my favorite. Their vegetarian menu is basically everything on the menu. But with some meat. sort of bean yeah. instead of meat. Exactly. They have a breakfast menu, which was just basically like their normal burritos, but with a hash brown stuffed in the middle. And eggs sometimes. And there bacon. was a couple that did have eggs. Some of them, that like the first three didn't actually. I think they have a breakfast crunch wrap that is instead of the center crispy tortilla, it's a hash brown. And then there's like eggs and something on the bottom. I don't know what. Um, I need to try that because that sounds real good. Mm-hmm. Is a crunch wrap a tostada? What's the crunch wrap? I don't know. I think because that's the I don't know the only time I've ever had that thought was just now. But like they're all supposed to be based around something kind of. What is a tostada? Tostada is just the it's like the the, the flat, flat crispy, crispy shell, yeah, with usually like beans or something and then like some like salady stuff. But is that what it's supposed to be? I don't know. I don't know either. But it does have, like, the flat, crispy piece in the middle, mm-hmm. so maybe it it's, like, a be. mix between a quesadilla and a tostada. I don't know. They have quesadillas. <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. But the Crunchwrap Supremes are real good. They've mm-hmm. got the beans, the cheese, the meat, the lettuce, the tomato, the sour cream. By cheese, she means in. nacho cheese. Yes. The, the gross, Liquid greasy cheese. nacho cheese. Yeah. I told you, we're getting real dirty this week. <laughs> getting into it. They also have the... It's not like... It's not a... A chipotle cream sauce because it's Taco Bell, but it's like their spicy one that like they the, add to the the quesadillas, the like jalapeno like a, cheese or whatever it is. Like a white queso? No. Have you ever gotten a quesadilla at Taco Bell? It's the regular shredded cheese. That's like the the probably I think it's a mix, the mm-hmm. white and the like, yellow, and mm-hmm. then there's like the liquidy cheese, but it's like spicy. And also I don't oh. think it's cheese. It's like some sort of jalapeno cream 
sauce. I have, now that I think about it, I don't actually think I've had a quesadilla from there. Oh, they're so good. They are? Mm-hmm. Okay. I used to get them when I was a kid. I would get the chicken quesadilla. I'm going to have to try that. Also, their chalupas can't go through all their food without talking about the chalupa. So a chalupa is basically a piece of fr- uh, fried flatbread mm-hmm. with... Taco fillings. All the taco fixing is in it. Yeah. <laughs> like... When I was a kid, there was a girl who... We'll just call her my friend. It's a long story. I was friends with this girl <laughs> in elementary school. And she would just get chalupa skin. Like, that's... You could just order. <laughs> so, like, she didn't want the chalupa filling. Chalupa skin? Yeah, she didn't want the filling. She would just get the chalupa skin. <laughs> like, so, so, just the bread. Weird, yeah. That is weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so weird. Yeah. My favorite item that has ever been on their menu was the chicken chalupa. And it was the... Oh, that's the ch- weird one with the chicken as the skin, right? Yes. Yeah. And it was damn delicious, dude. It it still weirds me out. But it was so good. Yeah. I hope they bring They it have back. a breakfast chalupa. Or they, they do. They used to, at least. And the egg is the, the skin, I think. Oh. I didn't know about that. But I'm pretty sure that I saw a chalupa on their breakfast menu. Yeah, I think the egg is the skin. Uh, in one of the... Items that they discontinued at the end of 2020 was a Mexican pizza. Mm-hmm. I dated someone who, for a very brief period... I don't think that part matters. <laughs> well, this was I why. Didn't know th- <laughs> I, don't, I didn't know that they had Mexican pizzas until I dated this guy. Um, and even okay. to this day, I didn't... I have never had one uh, myself. But he, he would always get those every time we went to Taco Bell. <laughs> which was frequently because he didn't cook. And neither did I at that point in my life. So, uh, <laughs> you'd always get the Mexican pizza, but those are now gone. And I'll bet you he's real sad. <laughs> Doesn't matter to me because I never had one. Don't really care. Not, if I'm going to Taco Bell, it's not for a Mexican pizza. Yeah. I also have not had one from Taco Bell. I do love the Taco Bell $5 combos. So you get a specialty item, which is like a chalupa or crunch wrap of that type sort, that type sort, something of that sort. <laughs> And then you get your classic item, which is like a taco or a burrito of some sort. Then you get a side, which is like the fiesta potatoes or rice or refried beans or something like that. And then you get your drink all for $5, which I think is a damn good deal. Yeah. There's that. (laughs) I remember when they opened up the Taco Bell on Ocean Beach and it was like, oh God. The good one across from like Starbucks and Ross? Yes. That one. I was like, oh God. It's like right on my way to LCC. Mm-hmm. And I cannot tell you how many times I left LCC and got Taco Bell on the way back up to sports practice. <laughs> it was a good thing I was an athlete at that point in my life. <laughs> I had a friend who worked there in high school. <laughs> we would go there and we're like, hey, what's up? We <laughs> would give us free Baja Blast until someone at the Kelso store got fired for giving out too much hot sauce. And he's like, hey, I can't hook you guys up anymore. We're like, no, we get it. Too much hot sauce? Yeah. You're not allowed to give out. It's like one packet per two items is the, like the, yeah, the approved amount of hot sauce. So when people would go through and obviously it's Taco Bell and you need like a squirt per bite, right? Mm Mm-hmm. You need like two packets per one item. (laughs) But... Yeah, whenever people would go through and be like, hey, yeah, give me, like, a lot of hot sauce. He would give them a lot of hot sauce, and they were not happy with that. Weird. Yeah. I mean, that's how the story goes. I wasn't there, obviously. Yeah. But. I feel like there had to have been, like, some extreme circumstance, because whenever I ask for it, they're always like, yeah, sure, here. Here's some more. I'm like, thanks. Yeah. (laughs) Interesting. But yeah, Taco Bell. Some good shit. I like it. And it's cheap. 
and filling. And, and it is one of the few fast food places with, uh, like, vegan certification. Because they don't use lard in their beans. So as long as you get it without the cheese and the sour cream, you are good. Solid. Mm-hmm. I was hoping you'd back me up on that part because I didn't know what made them vegan. I know we've talked about it before, but I couldn't remember. Yes. So thanks for that. Yep. <laughs> but yes, it's good. I feel like I had something else to say about Taco Bell, but I don't remember what it was. Oh, remember the little droppy coin one from like the 90s, early 2000s at Taco Bell? You drop your coin in and it would like it go around float the... down. No. <laughs> it was like no. a little tank full of water and it had platforms and you drop your quarter in. Right? And it would, like, it's water, so it would just, like, float down, and if you landed on one of the platforms, you would, like, win a free taco or whatever, but nobody ever fucking did because it's a quarter in water. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. Hold on. Was that by the register? Mm-hmm. I vaguely remember that, now that you mentioned that. Yeah. Those are the best. Vaguely. Oh, Taco Bell. <laughs> so good. Now I want sushi yeah. and Taco Bell. <laughs> the hell's wrong with me? All right, Em, what you got to wrap us up? Okay. My second topic is a little bit bittersweet. Okay. And I might get real sad. I'm going to get real sad. (laughs) I'm real sad already. So my second topic is Superstore, the TV show. (laughs) Oh, I don't know that. Clearly. (laughs) I know you don't. (laughs) I could tell by your face when it didn't do anything. (laughs) It's very good and it just ended. So Superstore is a workplace comedy based in the St. Lewis Cloud Nine store. Obviously, it is fictional. <laughs> it is a NBC half hour sitcom. Okay. It ran from 2015 to 2021, oh. March. Okay, like a solid six years. Yes, there were six seasons. <laughs> it's a definitely not Walmart. Keep that in mind. Okay. But also, just in your head, picture Walmart. Okay. <laughs> it's a, I mean, it's called Superstore. It's a retail store in the midwest that also sells like guns and has a pharmacy and it's basically walmart okay um but there are many characters obviously because there are many employees at any retail outlet especially when that big Mm -hmm. also technically this is a little easter egg cloud nine is just kind of like an nbc universe (laughs) store at this point because in the show good girls which i also watch that is where they launder their money for the first season is that a cloud nine so it's just kind of like an nbc kind of it's all it's all one universe really so this is the list of technically the main characters according to wikipedia right so amy sosa played by america ferreira she when the show starts she is the floor supervisor she moves up assistant manager manager by the end of the show she is at corporate She's been there for 10 years. She also, the running joke throughout the whole show is that she has a different name tag on every episode because she doesn't like customers talking to her like their buddies. (laughs) So she (laughs) doesn't want them to know her name. Jonah Sims is a new hire in the first episode. My note is just pretentious. (laughs) I'm like, I just need like something to say about each person, right? So he's like, his family has money and like he has had many jobs and... He went to business school, but then he dropped out of business school because he wanted to, like, find himself or whatever. And, like, he just ended up in St. Louis, and now he works at this store, and, you know, he listens to NPR and talks about the wage gap, (laughs) basically, is his character. He's, like, the pretentious, like, woke white guy one. Okay. Also, the love interest of Amy 
Amy's married when the show starts. He doesn't know that. And then she gets divorced and then they get together and it's a whole thing. Oh, damn. So Dina Fox is the assistant manager slash like head of security. She's real intense about her job. <laughs> she <laughs> she takes pride in her job and she does it well. And also she has a lot of birds. <laughs> like pet birds? Mm-hmm. She's a bird lady. She has a lot of birds. Okay. I like Dina. One of the other new hires from the first episode, Matteo Fernando Aquino Linawag, is one of the people. <laughs> one, <laughs> one of the guys, Matteo. I'm just going to call everyone from their first names, but I thought I'd at least give full names for the beginning. Matteo is, he's not like the sassy gay one, but like he is the only gay one who works there okay. <laughs> at the beginning. At the season five, I think it is, Nia comes in and she's also gay, but... For most of the show, it's just Mateo. He's also happens to be undocumented, which he does not know um, until I can't remember exactly when he finds that out, but he didn't know that. <laughs> like some of the other employees had to like point out like, hey, that's not how social security cards work. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. Well, his grandmother took him to the social security card store when he was a kid. They're like, um, that's not that's not how it works. <laughs> That's not how you get a social security card. So he finds out that he's undocumented. Uh, and I will go more into that in a minute. Garrett McNeil is the... He does all the announcements. He's like the sarcastic narrator, kind of. It's not, it's not like voiceover in like... And then they had an idea. <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. like when he's doing the announcements, it like lines up with whatever is going on in the episode. He has worked there, I think, for 20 years. He mentions 20 years in the finale. He is the sometimes love interest of Dina, who has the birds, and also happens to be a wheelchair user. Cheyenne Thompson is one of the employees. What's the word? (laughs) Just like associates. There we go. When the show starts, she is 17 in high school and like eight months pregnant. She ends up having her baby in the store and the season one finale. That is intense. Yes, she is also gets engaged to her boyfriend slash, by the end, husband, Bo, in the f- first, second episode. I literally just watched it. Glenn Sturgis is the manager of the store. He's worked there for uh, ever. He's worked there for a while. He works like 16 hours a day at the store. <laughs> That's so much. Yeah, you find that out after he and his wife have a baby. Because they want to, or they had, they've always had foster kids, uh, but they wanted to, like, have their own baby. And he's like, I just don't know how I'm going to be able to do it. Like, how can I raise her? He starts, like, filming all these videos for her, like, at the store one day. And they're like, Lynn, what are you doing? And he's like, well, I can't be here 16 hours a day and then go home and, like, raise her because she'll be asleep. And they're like, why are you working 16 hours a day? Right. So eventually, eventually he steps down back to... Just like a associate position, and that's when Amy becomes the manager. Okay. He really is a muppet. There's an episode where he finds out he's like mid fifties, right? And then at some point he finds out about like Yelp, basically. <laughs> like you never okay. knew that the store could be reviewed, and so he starts like going through reviews. And there was a bad review. He like messages the guy and convinces him to come in, and like tries to show him all the good things about Cloud Nine. <laughs> And then the guy goes home and writes another review, and it's like, the lunatic manager with the Muppet voice. <laughs> it's, it's 
It's not wrong. Glenn's a good character, and the actor does a good job with it. Mark McKinney, something like that. But he does have a Muppet voice. (laughs) (laughs) And then Sandra Kaluuya-Kalani does not start out as a main character. She just kind of, like, will also be in the break room at the same time and, like, say something. But by the end, she is a main character. I mentioned her in the My Favorite Wedding episodes when she gets married to Jerry who looks like her. Okay, that's the one. <laughs> yes. I knew I had heard the word superstore before. I was like, where did that come from? Yes. Okay. Sandra and Jerry it. are just two people who look like each other, who are getting married. They look a lot like each other. They you sent me that photo. I was like, oh my. <laughs> yeah. Yes. She is kind of, she, she has a problem standing up for herself. I want to say she's the comic relief, but like everyone's the comic relief because it's a sitcom. Yeah. But like, you know, you have to yell someone someone's name at some point in the show and like Sandra's just that person so those are you know most of the main characters there are other people like Marcus who runs the warehouse and Justine is like (sighs) Justine (laughs) but yeah obviously there are other people on the show who have names and are regulars but they're not part of the main crew apparently I don't know what the rule is I don't know if it's like a certain amount of screen time or what (laughs) right like how do you determine that I mean, sometimes it's easy, but... I'm sure that there is some sort of, like, screen time rule or, or something. lines. I don't know. So a lot of people, actually twice today, I saw it compared to The Office or Parks and Rec. So I think that you would like it a lot. It's good. I almost said it. Is it kind of like The Office? Because you said it was, like, a workplace show. It is. It's not like The Office and Parks and Rec in that it is shot like a documentary and there are interviews. <laughs> It's like an actual sitcom show. Yes. People compare it to those shows, apparently. Neither of which I have watched very extensively. So I can't tell you, really? But it's a good store. It's a good show. (laughs) (laughs) I knew I was going to do that at some point. (laughs) It just... The writing is good, and they all feel like real characters. Right? Like, we all know a Jonah... Who just, like, wants to inform you of all the things that he heard on NPR. <laughs> yes. <we do. laughs> right? Like, actually, this is how, how the wage gap works. Like, yeah. Cool. Thanks. Man. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Great. But also, he, like, always kind of feels like he's above working there, but he won't leave. He, like, won't do anything. And that's, like, a real-life scenario. Like, that happens all the time. Right. Like, he and Amy get into an argument at one point because, like, she has a daughter and she just got divorced and she can't just, like, leave and go do something else because, like, she has to make money to support yeah. her family. And he's like, oh, I can't, you know, we're all stuck here. And she's like, you're not, no, you're not stuck here. You can literally walk out the door right now and go home. Like, this is all I have. Right? Like, I have to work here. Yeah. But, like, his family has money, and he's from Chicago. He could always go back, like, in the finale. So, okay, the end of season five, Amy gets offered a position at corporate, which is in California. That was all before COVID happened. They're treating the show like it is real-world time. So COVID is happening in the, not necessarily present day, but, like, our reality yeah, it's our reality. It's not an alternate universe where COVID doesn't exist. Yeah. So in the show, COVID exists. She moves to California. Jonah 
they decide that he's gonna stay there and they're just not gonna they're breaking up right so at the very end they (laughs) glenn had apparently (laughs) secretly filmed all of the interviews the show ends basically because they got taken over by like an amazon type company okay called zephra but they're pivoting towards online so they're trying to phase out 95 percent of the physical locations but so that's what happens that's why the show is ending that's not why it's ending obviously it's ending because they wrote it that way (laughs) but that's how it ends but (laughs) they're all like reminiscing and stuff and glenn secretly filmed all of the interviews and they're like glenn i don't remember that happening like did you secretly film us he's like yes but only so nobody could claim that i sexually harassed them (laughs) because like (laughs) he very much means well he just doesn't quite understand everything sometimes (laughs) it's like okay but you can't secretly filming is still part secretly filming is part of the harassment like you can't (laughs) it's the same thing they're all hanging out and like eating popcorn and watching the interviews and stuff and jonah is going through his like list of former jobs and he only ever had them for like three months at a time and he's like yeah i just really wanted to find myself and work somewhere i could just turn my brain off and (laughs) glenn's like oh you don't think you have to think to work here and he's like oh no, no i didn't you know I didn't mean that. Whatever. That's beside the point. Amy goes to find him and she's like, how many jobs have you had? And he's like, I don't know. Too many to count. And she's like, why is this the one that you've, you know, <laughs> been stuck at for six yeah. years if you couldn't work at those? He's like, why do you think? And then they get back together and it's great. And we love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. But all of the, <laughs> like all of the characters, like Marcus is kind of the like, sometimes a little bit misogynistic, like guy's guy who runs the warehouse and at one point cuts off his thumb in the meat slicer (laughs) oh yeah like he's not super smart but like it's marcus (laughs) like what are you gonna do (laughs) like you probably don't want to hang out with him all that much but like you also don't blame him (laughs) for like being who he is yeah or like justine is you know the woman on facebook who shares like i'm trying to think of any like wine mom memes that I can possibly quote. I've got nothing. <laughs> I know those types of people. Yeah. Like she'll, you know, say something to make it seem like she was, she's fun and she drinks at lunch or whatever. And Mateo's always like, Justine, stop it. It doesn't make you interesting. Right? Like you're not cool because you do that. Right? Also, she doesn't do that. She just wants to seem more interesting. So she like says stuff like that. But, like, we all know these people. Like, Garrett's, Garrett's the, like, I need this job, but I don't want to be here. So I'm just going to, like, <laughs> I'm going to do the bare minimum. <laughs> I know somebody like that. Yeah. I mean, he does his job. But, like, he's, he's not going to go above and beyond. He's getting yes. minimum wage. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I know. I Yes. It, really, it strikes a chord. Mm-hmm. And they all just, yeah. It all feels like we know all these people. And you can't just, like, like, you couldn't replace Garrett with another Mateo. Like, that wouldn't, it wouldn't, you couldn't do that. <laughs> like, they all feel like their own characters. Very well-balanced and well-written, it sounds like. Yeah. Hits all the points. Yes. Sounds very relevant, actually. Well, I'm not there yet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the relationships are also good. The whole Amy, Jonah, like, all the ships. Like, the last episode... They do a flash forward, which is nice because it's like 
It feels like everyone has a complete and satisfying, like, end to the story. It's not just like, well, goodbye, store, and then everyone goes home. <laughs> like What they f- happened to them? Right, yeah. like, they flash forward, Amy and Jonah get back together, they end up having another baby, so now they have the three kids. Amy already had two kids, and, like, they just have their little family, and it's all nice, and then Dina and Garrett are, like, when they're watching the videos the interview videos she like leans over and she's like hey so after this is all because garrett all day has been like i'm too cool to be sad about not working with you guys anymore like "Mm, we don't need to pretend that we're still gonna be friends right yeah and sheila's like hey when this is all over you want to like keep hanging out together and doing stuff as like boyfriend and girlfriend and he's like oh yeah okay (laughs) because like they had you know dated in the past and it's just nice (laughs) it's just nice it's just all nice and Sandra and Jerry, oh, so <laughs> Sandra and Jerry have the son that they adopted, who I don't think we actually know his age. He's definitely possibly a, a full-on adult. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, she and Jerry get married, and then talking about maybe they want to have kids, or maybe they want to adopt kids, because there are enough kids out there who don't have homes or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and Glenn... Is like, oh, well, I, I have had all these foster kids. Like, I definitely think you should adopt. That would be great. And by the end of the episode, <laughs> he, like, has one of his former foster kids come in, Tony, who is, in real life, I'm going to say early 20s. He could okay. be, like, 16 in the show. I don't think they ever tell us. <laughs> but he's, like, they're talking to Sandra, and she's like, oh. And, like, it's Sandra, so she can't stand up for herself and say no to people. <laughs> so she's like, oh, well, I don't, I don't. I don't know if we wanted to adopt, like, today. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> and Garrett's like, oh, what's going on? <laughs> he's like, oh, th- Sandra said that she wanted to adopt. And he's like, and you want her to adopt this gentleman? <laughs> 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 like, we don't know. But they do end up adopting Tony. So, so Sandra and Jerry have a kid. But that happens, like, several seasons ago. But, you know, they're still together. They're still Tony's parents, according to the flash forward. But even the, even like Mateo and Cheyenne become really good friends. And like, you know, you're like work friend that you're always like, fuck yeah, we're on the schedule together and we're just gonna like gossip around about everyone. Like, we're just gonna hang out and like not actually do work. Yes. Chill. So like, it all, again, it all just feels like real people that you know, (laughs) that you've definitely worked with before. The best part about the show, though, for me, is how they address particularly the capitalist ideals, but not just that, just, like, the general political and societal issues that we have in America. Okay. Like, I'll get to that one. (laughs) I was gonna say, so this is where the relevancy comes in. Yes. So, like, there are several episodes, like, for half a season, they're working on getting in the union right like they can't (laughs) they can't do things like so cheyenne has her baby in the store at the end of season one right because she like literally cannot take time off because there is no maternity leave and so like she's planning on coming in the next day even though she just had her baby in the store (laughs) so jesus like as the paramedics are like wheeling her out to the ambulance glenn's like cheyenne you have disrupted everyone's work and you made a dry mess in the store and i'm suspending you for two weeks with pay and i don't want to hear about it 
So, like, everyone's okay. kind of a mess, but they're just, like, trying to, like, do the best they can for each other. And, like... Yeah. It's all... It sucks because, like, they don't have any power. But it's a very pro-labor show. And because of the, like, unionizing talks, they... <laughs> So these things are not supposed to be related. You can't call immigration to break up a union. Like, that's not... You can't do that. Yeah. But they do. And it's very hard to watch. But it's very good television. And it's very intense for a 30-minute sitcom to go this far. Because, obviously, we know that Mateo is undocumented. And then they send in ICE. And everyone's trying to keep him from... <laughs> being found so they people are trying to distract the agents and like mislead them dina's in the security office watching the cameras she's on a walkie-talkie telling them like hey go down this aisle there's no one there don't go like they're over here like you know trying Mm -hmm. to like bird's eye (laughs) like lead him out the back or some trying to get him somewhere but in the end obviously we know how that usually ends up ice is ice yeah they um end up blocking him in so he can't get out and the episode ends with him in the back of a cop car um and then that's the end of the season and the next season starts and he's at a detention facility (laughs) it's real rough but it's just really good and i'm really sad that it is ending because on a personal level it feels a little bit like my last real tangible connection to LA is gone. Okay. Because it's a universal show or an NB show filmed on the universal lot, which is in Burbank. The indoor shots are filmed in the back lot in soundstage, whatever number they've been in several of them, (laughs) but the outdoor shots are like down the street and around the corner from universal in what used to be a Kmart, I believe, but is just like a retail store mm-hmm. that you can't access without your like pass that you need to get in for filming, obviously. Mm-hmm. But you just see it from the street. It just looks like it's just a regular store with a tall fence. <laughs> like nice. I used to drive by the Cloud Nine store like every All day. The time. Yeah, like every day. <laughs> so like now that it's gone, it's not just like, oh well that was a good show. It's like I knew where that was. Like I, like, I, I knew that. Like, it was it was a real thing. <laughs> like, that was a real place that existed. Yeah. You know, it's gone. <laughs> Things would be very sad. And it feels like now I'm, like, really out of there. Yeah. I could see that, how you would feel that way. I'm sorry, man. But that sounds like a really good show. I it feel is. like I should uh, start watching that. You should totally watch it. I'm on episode, like, three or four. Where can I find it? It's on Hulu. Okay. Do you guys have Hulu? I think so. Okay. If not, I can just send you my stuff. Okay. (laughs) I'm pretty sure that he does. Or we did at one point. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well. Tell me what your favorite Taco Bell item is. I'm curious. Oh, okay. I forgot. I was going to say casino game. But I forgot about Taco Bell. No. Let's talk about Taco Bell. Who cares about gambling? (laughs) 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 If you like the show, you can go ahead and give us a, a rate and a review wherever you are listening. That really helps us out. You can find us at Yes Dude Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. Let us know what your favorite Taco Bell item is. Should we be ordering it? My mom's was the Enchirito. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I mean, it's their version of an enchilada. 
Oh, okay. They don't have that anymore. <laughs> that's an no. old, that's a throwback. Anyway, I hope you're as sad about Superstore as I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sad about it because I haven't watched it. I but... know, but it's very good and you should watch it. I should. We should. All of us should. Yes. Everybody should watch it. I just restarted it again. <laughs> like tonight <laughs> after I finished my notes. It's just heartfelt and like nice. Even when people are mad at each other, it's like, you know what? I trust that you'll get through this. Right? Like, I have faith that things will work themselves out. Yeah. I feel it. Yeah. Also, just stick around, even if it's just for Sandra getting angry and yelling at people, even though she, like, can't stand up for herself ever, and then she just has, like, an angry outburst out of nowhere. (laughs) Well, we are going to go to sleep now. Yes. (laughs) Because it is late. Yeah. Hey, it's not super late, but it's not super late enough to go lay in bed. Yeah. Yes. And I was up early. Mm-hmm. Not early. I went to bed late and woke up earlier than I would have. <laughs> However, I'm glad we got yoga all the way this morning. We can both go. Hi, friends. Next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.